Welcome to Taking the High Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach, a modern recruiting and compliance solution. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. Appreciate all the positive feedback on the show, and please remember to rate and review Taking the High Road on whatever platform you use to listen. I'm joined today by an industry expert and great friend, Tim Smith, to discuss how he's solving a missing piece in companies' retention efforts with Pivotal Retention. Welcome to the show, Tim. Great to have you on. Hey, thanks for inviting me, Jeremy, and I'm super excited to be here. I'm super excited to talk about one of those things that is near and dear to everybody's hearts, and that is how do we address driver turnover successfully and sustainably? I'm with you. So, uh, so I'd like to spend our time today touching, you know, briefly on your background and, and how you got into the industry to begin with, um, how your career progressed over the years, ultimately leading to pivotal retention. Uh, I want to be sure you explain how you're solving for a major gap in companies' retention efforts. And then uh, I'd like to talk about how you envision, you know, partnering with various other companies like Driver Reach going forward. And, uh, and lastly, uh, answer a question submitted by a listener during our Deeper Dive segment. Does that work for you? Absolutely. So uh, before we dive in, I'm curious, uh, as you know, I know, I know we're both uh, book lovers. Um, are there any recent books that you've read uh, or any that really inspire you that, uh, that you'd recommend? Well, I don't know that they need a lot of recommendation, but I, I, I can tell you, Jeremy, that for me, the three most impactful books that, that I've ever had in my life have been the first one being the Bible. I've always been a, a rooted in faith person, and I've always said, we've got to have something to believe in. But taking that to the next level is is the Jim Carrey book, Good to Great, and understanding that we always have to be better than we were yesterday. We've always got to strive to be better. We've got to strive to improve. And then the four disciplines of execution, the 4DX uh, model and the 4DX approach. And a couple of those three together to say, I got to have something I believe in. I've got to take action on it. Um, and I've got to be better than I was yesterday. So going back to that 4DX model, I've got to have focus on what's wildly important. I've got to go out and I've got to act on what I know to be those key indicators, key measures. We've got to keep score and we've got to be accountable. And I've applied that in my personal life just as much as I've always applied it in my business life. And I've, I've pushed that and stressed that to people around me in the same, in the same model and the same mindset. So for me, summing it up in a, in a nutshell, those are the three that have always been on point with me. Well, that's probably uh, that may be the best answer I've ever had on the show. So that's uh, that's uh, of course you use three books instead of a book, but <laughs> but, but but three really good ones and uh, and yeah, well said. It, uh, so your background, you know, you've been in the industry a long time. Um, I'm curious, you know, what got you started? How how did you get your start into into the trucking industry, Jeremy? If you can believe it, of all things, I ran out of bullets. And when I say I ran out of bullets, that's literally what happened. I was uh, probably about 20 years old and was an avid duck hunter. And it was duck season. And I ran out of shotgun shells and I needed money to buy shotgun shells. My then fiance at the time said, you got to go find a job. If you're going to buy shotgun shells, you got to go find a job to do that. So I didn't know what to do. um, And I didn't know where to start. So I went down to a staffing agency in Hudson, Wisconsin, and I said, I'm just looking for a job. Uh, I didn't necessarily tell them about the shotgun shells, but I, I was looking for a job. Um, and they presented an opportunity for, for me with a trucking company in Hudson working in the maintenance department 
of all things. And I said, gosh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I really don't know anything about trucks and I really don't know a lot about maintenance. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the job for me. And they said, well, if you understand that B comes after A and C comes after B, I think this could work for you. It's just an invoicing and category, uh, cataloging their invoices and doing some file work. Uh, I said, well, okay, let's give it a shot. So I went down there and I started working there. And within the first week, Jeremy, I, I, I was desked next to the gentleman that worked the over-the-road breakdown desk. And this is prior to caller ID and it was called prior to cell phones and pagers and all the others. But the phone would ring and he would have his newspaper up and he'd be reading his newspaper and the phone would ring and he'd snap his paper down and he'd look at it and he'd snap his paper back up. And if the phone rang right back, he would fold the paper back down, snatch up the phone and say, break down, this is Mike, with the most roughest voice you've ever heard. And it, it, it was immediately apparent to me that the person on the other end of that phone had a problem and they needed help. And what they received was this gruff response. I recognized also very quickly that if we picked up that phone and acted positively, that situation resolved itself much more productively and much quicker with much less pain involved. And so that's kind of where I founded my career was, was how do we help those people as best as we can? And how do we recognize that that driver's problem is our most important problem at that minute? And how do we address it? And how do we help them positively move forward? That's what launched my career. Um, that led me into a a taking over the breakdown desk before very long, which led me into an operational role as a driver manager. That led to a a driver manager leader on up to an operations manager on up to the vice president of operations um, in a trucking company in Middle Tennessee. And my life pivoted at that point to a a focus on safety, recruiting, and development, uh, which led to a a vice president of corporate services role, which was essentially a safety risk development, HR recruiting all bundled together into one. Um, and I spent about seven years doing that and then seven years working through a higher level of engagement in those areas. That took me to a vice president role or a senior VP role with a pretty large carrier in Chicago, uh, really focused on then managing people responsible for managing those solutions and addressing those solutions. And that leadership role really changed my perspective on so many things. Uh, it was no longer a functional uh, block and tackle. It was more, how do we organize that? How do we structure it? And how do we create processes that sustain that? Well, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, helping others, that, that person on the other end of that phone, that they need help. And so I can imagine you saying, oh, that was rough. And, and uh, instead, let, here, let me get it. You know, and you're like, uh, break down. This is Tim. How can I help you? <laughs> right. I mean, you recognize that that's what they that's what they needed, and you needed to be there and, and help and support them, and that's that's important. Um, you've now you've had a very successful career in trucking, um, and I'm just curious what was it that because early on, a lot of times you know, and maybe we'll get into this a little bit with with pivotal uh, retention, but early on you could have easily said like, ah, this isn't for me, because a lot of people do, but you decided I like this, I can make a difference here. What you know, what what attracted you most to make a, a livelihood out of it? Well, first, I, I'd, I'd probably say I was pretty good at it. Um, and, and I'm pretty good at connecting with people and I'm pretty good at working through problems and, and solving issues. And so I was always rewarded well with opportunity, um, with compensation, with development, with uh, exposure to things that I, I just never necessarily dreamed I was going to be involved with and get the opportunity to, 
be not just a part of, but to be a leader in. And then to see successes um, time and again was was very self-gratifying, I guess is probably the right term. Well, you decided in uh, in 2020, I think early 2020, uh, to go out on your own, you know, to consult with various fleets and, and kind of like what you do, right? You help others. Um, can you describe what you experienced as, as you consulted with, you know, different companies? Is there anything in particular that you saw that you recognized that where you really knew that you could kind of dive in and help? There, there absolutely is, Jeremy. So in, in 2020, we opened up Pivotal Fleet Solutions and Pivotal Fleet Solutions is a consulting, consulting wing firm. And I prefer the term advising as opposed to consulting. Consulting to me seems like you're telling somebody else how to go do something and advising is more about let's get involved and let's be part of the solution because I think that's important. And over the last almost now two years, uh, I've been really focused with carriers and with third-party providers in the space of how can we improve processes? How can we improve solutions? How can we um, improve the driver experience from a carrier standpoint? How can we find some of those inefficiencies and avoid redundancies? And how can we maximize the the relationships that we have with our third-party providers and how can we best enhance that driver experience through leveraging those those relationships and those engagements. Um, also done a lot of work in the space of, of developing young, new talent into the industry that, that doesn't necessarily understand Trucking 101 from a industry perspective. Uh, and I think that's important. We have a lot of third-party providers in our space that come in, but they don't have a tool to deliver a training mechanism to help their frontline um, sales teams and prospectors and customer service and customer success teams that really understand what is that carrier experiencing on the other end, who are the stakeholders involved, and what are their key functions, what are their key measures, and what are their key responsibilities. And then how do we blend them all together to, to make them all fit? Well, it sounds like that might have been a, an inspiration for you. Um, and maybe that's a nice segue into pivotal retention because um, I think maybe for the audience, and I know this is a relatively new uh, new venture, but it's something that's really critical. Uh, can you share you know, or describe what Pivotal retention is? Sure. So pivotal retention, one, let me back up and, and take on a little bit to that last question. So one of the things that I consistently saw from carriers and heard from carriers, though, was we've got a driver turnover issue. We've got we've got to fix our driver turnover and we've got to put a lot of focus here before we can focus on some of these other areas that we know are crucial to our success. Uh, I'll, I'll pick on fuel economy right now because we know it's a, a, a growing issue. But how do you work on a driver and coach a driver to to be more fuel efficient? How do we coach them to be more aware of their idle time? How do we coach them to be safer on the highway and and more cognizant of the costs that they're incurring? But the problem that you repeatedly run into with carriers is is we've got to fix our driver turnover issue before we can put a lot of focus and energy into these areas. And so consistently, that was the message is how do we solve driver turnover? oftentimes asked in humor and jest because it seems like there's no magic bullet, um, but still a level of sincerity to say, this is an issue that we're facing. It's been here all along. It's not going away. And it's the biggest um, obstacle to our growth and our success as a carrier, as a motor, as a motor carrier, as a fleet, um, as individuals. So with that in mind, I backed up and I said, and it's advice I used to give my son a lot as he was growing up was, 
was it's a really big world and there's a lot of things that impact it. And if you go out and try to solve all of them at one time, you're never going to be successful. But if we can take it, take your world and make it small and, and then understand that we have to be smarter than the problem. If we take this big problem that is driver turnover and break it down into some smaller bite-sized chunks, and then we have to back up and say, how can we be smarter than what is driving our outcomes? That was the impetus of pivotal retention, which ultimately is an automated workflow platform that delivers scheduled and customized action to a, a fleet's manager level leaders and development people inside those those action points or those what we call toolkits is a series of information. It starts with the, the talking points that we're trying to deliver in that specific engagement and, and the purpose for that engagement. So if it's a day one general introduction or it's a day three expectation exchange or heaven forbid it's a day 14 payroll review, um, whatever it is, what are the key points we want that manager to communicate to that new, new driver or that, that existing driver? And how do we want them to deliver? So inside of that, we also include a tutorial that goes to that manager. And it's a tutorial for the manager about how do we want this message delivered? How do we want this message conveyed? And how do we want this message documented? And it gets presented to them at the time that they need it the most, right then when they're going to have it. That tutorial can come in the form of a a video, a short video vignette from a a fleet leader, a two-minute clip about, hey, this is the most important day of your driver's career at ABC Trucking. Please take a minute, get away from your desk, go out and have a conversation with your driver and get to know them a little bit better than you would across the across the monitor. This is really important to the foundations of your relationship with your driver and the success of ABC organization. That kind of message going from a leader to a frontline manager, especially a new one, to really understand this is what's expected of me when I deliver this engagement point. Additionally, we also include a discussion planner. That discussion planner, again, ranging from various topics, but how do you open it? How do you close it? What's the body? What's the structure look like? And and essentially a worksheet that uh, fill in the blank that if you fill in these blanks, it will customize a simple discussion for you. That ultimately results in communication process, right? And one of the biggest challenges that we see in our industry goes back to that that very first breakdown desk. If we don't have good positive communication, we're not going to get the problems addressed proactively and productively. So how do you start positive? How do you, uh, how do you continue positive, but still call out what needs to be called out? And then how do you finish by doing a little bit of reflective listening and aligning for the dialogue? Did you hear what I said? And did I hear what you said? And how are we going to go forward? So that is all encapsulated inside of these toolkits that we provide. Additionally, we have a method inside of there to be able to measure our delivery, our receptiveness, and our quality of our communication going to and from that driver. And, and it really becomes quite insightful uh, when you can start to see some of that data compiling together. Well, when you talk about, uh, you know, first of all, we all recognize that the best way to recruit drivers is to keep the ones you got, right? We have to take care of the ones that we have. And it sounds like um, what you're, what you've created is, is basically a, you know, an action plan for how to, uh, at various touch points throughout maybe that driver's tenure, um, to communicate with them, to engage with them, to keep them engaged, especially early on, but also it, it, it enables consistency, 
right? Because every driver is going to be uh, dealt with the same way, communicated with the same way, so that, you know, one person doesn't understand how things work really well and they feel like they fit in, but the next person, maybe because they were working with a different person on the team, maybe a different driver manager or dispatcher, uh, they have a different, uh, it, it sounds like consistency is a big part of that. Is that fair? Absolutely. And and it, it is exactly that. It's an automated action plan. It's an automated workflow delivering an action plan to engage those drivers and your frontline managers. I, I will say, though, I wouldn't necessarily say it's always done the same because it's it's extremely customizable to say, in this area, we need to focus on this message. And we've got this dedicated solution we're providing to this company. It might be different than our general populace. Or we might have a driver we have identified as we have a compliance concern with this person or a safety concern with this person. Let's pump up that message focused in those areas as well. Um, and that's our that's our core base of our platform in, in that approach, Jeremy. We also really put a lot of focus into what we call flight risk. So our flight risk drivers, drivers that are veteran drivers that we've identified have a reason for a concern. Their payroll has maybe been off. They've had a couple of series of breakdowns or maybe they got hung out over a weekend that they weren't expecting. But a, a something negative happened. Let's not wait for that driver to result in turnover and score it as another loss. Instead, let's actively get people involved and let's start addressing them. So we create these touch points that that align into what we call timelines. And a flight risk timeline would be a 30, 60, 90-day focus on a specific driver with a key members of the team addressing whatever their specific issue is. So we have our, our general one-year onboarding plan, and I really do believe an onboarding plan is a year long, um, heavily, heavily focused in the first zero to 90 days, but certainly expands the full, the full first year. But our, our general retention timeline, we have our flight risk timeline, and then we also have some targeted improvement areas. And that might be operationally, we need to improve on-time performance. It might be that we need to improve fuel economy. It might be safety improvement that we need to address or compliance. All of these things have have behaviors that are attached to them. And if we focus on those behaviors that lead to the outcomes we're trying to avoid, we can start to improve those outcomes uh, before we have to measure. Well, there aren't many trucking specific, you know, retention related resources in the industry. Um, I just recently hosted Max Farrell with Workout uh, on, the, on the show, and uh, he's a great friend of mine and, and yours, I know. Um, can you share maybe how how Pivotal Retention is different? Retention related product uh but but really different. In fact, maybe complementary. What do you think? Exactly complementary is the term to use. So I think that Max, absolutely, you know that I, I think the world of Max and his team at work on, I think what they do and the insight that they've given us and they continue to give us is great. I think it's fantastic for the industry. I think it's fantastic for the drivers. I think it's fantastic for the fleets. And it's fantastic for the those individual managers that can see how they're engaging with their teams. What we do, though, is we don't measure that engagement and tell us where our issues are. We have the actions to say, let's go solve it. Let's go back to the, the 4DX model. We're going to focus on what's wildly important and we're going to act on it. And we're going to make sure that we're keeping score and we're accountable to the outcome. That outcome is really what Max is trying to measure. How well are we engaged? How well are we are we starting to address those those issues? But we know what a lot of our common issues are in our in our fleets. We know where our breakdown issues are, our equipment issues, our payroll issues. We know a lot about that within our own fleets. Let's go in and let's start to engage those people proactively with sustainable actions. And that's the key in this is that sustainable action. 
and do that on the front side before we have to measure it, before we have that, that outcome. I look at it as equating it back to the, the safety experience and the safety background that I have. Many, many years ago, we worked so hard on reducing our accidents. Um, and, and we put a lot of focus on reducing accidents. And along came CSA 2010. If you can remember CSA 2010, we said, what is this? And it was all driven at how do we address behaviors that result in, in accidents and bad outcomes? And, and the world started to take notice of predictive modeling. And, and we're not a predictive model, so I'm not going into that conversation. But we started to address the fact that, that and acknowledge the fact that we had to address those behaviors that resulted in accidents. And, and we ultimately called them telematic um, events. And we have a heartbreaking event. And the more heartbreaking events we have, the higher likelihood we're going to have a rear-end collision. But if we go out and try to reduce the three rear-end collisions we're going to have this year, we're, we're going to have a hard time addressing that, measuring that, and experiencing a win. However, if we can go out and reduce the number of heartbreak events we have, that's a real number. We can see movement in that. And we know that reducing that means we've increased following distance and awareness. We've resulted, uh, we've resulted in fewer rear-end collisions. The same thing is true with driver turnover. Driver turnover, we know that this is going to be an outcome if this behavior exists or this occurs. What we have to be better at is measuring and addressing this, whether it's, again, those breakdowns, those short paychecks, those out over the weekends, those disrupted schedules, whatever they might be, I refer to them as the telematics of retention. And how are we addressing our telematics in retention? The same way we did in accidents years ago, how do we address that now with reducing turnover? And by doing so proactively and actively engaging our the entirety of our team, we can be so much more effective at, at reducing those behaviors that result in turnover. Now go back to the original question is how are we different? We're going to address that. We're going to drive those actions. We're going to engage the team and we're going to push those number of, of bad events down um, through engagement and development. So I can already, I'm coining this phrase. And maybe I'll sell you the, the rights to it. Um, but don't let heartbreaking lead to heartbreaking. <laughs> All right. All right. That's cheesy. Okay, I like um, it, Jeremy. <laughs> two, two, minutes, two minutes left. Um, I do want to segue into our deeper dive question because I think it's important. Uh, this is a question uh, that, that comes up often, and, and it's how do I get ownership's buy-in that investing in a retention strategy and technology is critical to reducing our turnover? How would you respond? There's a couple of different ways to respond. I'm going to give you one easy one monetary-wise, and I'm going to say the average life of a driver, a driver cycle, let's call it 36 months at carrier one, two, three. I'm going to go out and I'm going to invest $20 a month in a retention strategy, whatever it might be per driver. If I take that math and I say that 36 months times that $20, I've just spent $720. I'm going to go out and hire a driver and I'm going to go through that process. That's somewhere between, I don't know, seven and $12,000, depending upon who you ask. And it's the same life of the driver. That effort, that small effort of, of retention is is so critical. It's 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 the flywheel concept in in the good to great theory. Once you get that flywheel started, it's so much easier to keep it moving by simply touching it. What you have to be able to do though is is not take your your eye off the prize. You have to be able to keep that consistency out there. That's one approach. The other approach is from a a driver 
retention strategy, we know from years and years and years of experience that retention all stems down to relationships and how do we develop and, and, um, cultivate these relationships that are most effective for us. When we've improved those relationships, no different than it is in our personal lives. If we have a better relationship, we're going to be more aware of our our wants and needs. Equate that to service. We're going to be better in service. We're going to be more aware of the people around us and, and protecting them. We're going to be more aware of safety. We're going to be more aware of what's important to you and, and how it affects me and how it affects us. Cost. So now if you start to look at this and say from a standpoint of how do you how do you convince leadership to engage in retention strategies? How do you convince them not to? Um, it, it, this is if I can improve that retention, I can improve that relationship. My safety is going to improve. My performance is going to improve. My productivity is going to improve. My profitability is going to improve. And oh, by the way, I'm going to hire a lot less drivers. So one last question. How can the audience learn more about Pivotal Retention? Website, where can we find you? Absolutely. www.pivotalretention.com. Pivotal, P-I-V-O-T-A-L, retention.com. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your experience. Love to see any kind of fleet that's out there engage and say, how can we be better and talk about what their action plan is. Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you at some coming industry events and, uh, and wish you much success. Have a great day, Jeremy. Thanks again for the invitation. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for Taking the Higher Road. I'd like to take a moment and ask for your help and support for our friends in Ukraine. There are no words to express how deeply we feel for the people of Ukraine as, as innocent civilians are being forced to protect their families, their country, and their basic human rights. At Driver Reach, the conflict between Russia and Ukraine is personal. We consider our team members as an extension of our family and five of our software engineers, some of which have worked with me since 2013, uh, are in Ukraine. A week ago, we launched a GoFundMe campaign to raise donations for Razum for Ukraine, which provides medical aid, tactical supplies, and equipment for Ukrainian hospitals. Um, thanks to the generosity of many, uh, we've surpassed our goal of $10,000, but we believe with the help of those in this incredible industry, we can raise much more to help the people of Ukraine. Will you join us? Every dollar helps. Thank you.